0: back to the show, everyone. You're listening to In The Lead. My name is Jennifer Sang, and this is episode number four. Have you ever been told that you're too sensitive or that you shouldn't think so much about certain things? If you've been told that before, you may be what is known as a highly sensitive person or an HSP. Now, have you ever heard of an HSP before? In today's conversation, I wanted to start the conversation around what it is to be a highly sensitive person and how you can identify if you're one. The journey to discovering that for me was a long and kind of windy one. I had to come to terms with and accept the fact that I was different and in that, I had to find ways to utilize my gifts as a superpower. But For many years of my life, I didn't feel like or see it as a superpower. And in fact, it made me just feel like I was different. I was too sensitive. I wasn't normal. And it wasn't until my therapist asked me in one of our sessions one day if I was a highly sensitive person. And I didn't even have an understanding of what it was. And I had never heard of it before. And at the time, you know, I thought that highly sensitive meant that you took things too seriously and you were emotional and you cried all the time. And when she asked me if I was a highly sensitive person, you can imagine it caught me off guard because I didn't really have a concept of what that really meant. And she had suggested that I do some research and had recommended Elaine Aaron's book, The Highly Sensitive Person, to help me start to explore and Feel if it made sense to me or not. Um, And, you know, what's interesting is as I began to explore that book and explore what it meant to be a highly sensitive person, it really helped fill in a lot of the questions that I had in my life. You know, maybe I wasn't strange and different, rather, someone who just experiences the world differently than most people. Once I began to do the research, everything started to make sense to me. And as I started reading more and more about the research that's been done on highly sensitive people and how it's believed that actually 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive, and the way that I was feeling was actually not that abnormal at all. And once I started doing even more research and connecting with others who are also highly sensitive, it was interesting to me to, to hear that they had similar stories and they had also felt like there was something wrong with them or they they were abnormal in some way you know in a lot of ways i actually think it's outrageous that we don't talk about this more and all i could think about was how many people are there in the world that feel just like me that feel like they can't control or regulate their own bodies and we don't ever talk about it and we don't really have ways to even explain it or label it so we're left to feel alone different afraid Instead of feeling supported and cared for and empowered, I have a feeling there are many highly sensitive people walking around in the world and they don't even know it. You might feel like you're overstimulated all of the time or have this deep, intense emotion that you can't really explain or have a strong reaction whenever someone is in pain. You know, through this podcast, I am here to tell you that if you are a highly sensitive person, you are not weird. You are not abnormal. You are not strange. You are normal and you have many beautiful gifts to share with the world. And I want to use this platform to give more highly sensitive people a voice to start having conversations around what it means to be highly sensitive and to start to open our hearts and our minds to different perspectives If you are a highly sensitive person, or you have a highly sensitive child, or you are an executive in an organization with highly sensitive people, it's important to understand what it means to be highly sensitive and how to interact and engage highly sensitive people so that they feel supported and empowered. We need to have more conversations about this because I feel like for many of us, we've had to quietly accept that the world is not a friendly place for us. And most people, it's about their comfort level versus trying to really understand what it feels like to be highly sensitive. So in this conversation today, I wanted to talk about what I've learned about highly sensitive people and what I've noticed about myself. And in future podcasts, I want to talk about what are some of the gifts that come along with being highly sensitive. And Then also, what are some of the things that you can do to take care of yourself? Because for a highly sensitive person, self-care is your number one priority to be able to keep yourself grounded and effective so that you can bring your whole self to your families, your communities, your workplaces. I want this to be an ongoing dialogue. So I'll probably break this topic up into a few different episodes as we explore what it means to be a highly sensitive person and what you can do to accept and embrace your whole self, or you can support someone you love who might be highly sensitive. If you're in that 20% of the population that are highly sensitive, we can't afford to not talk about it, especially in leadership and especially in organizations. It's so important to understand the gifts and what highly sensitive people bring to the table and how we can leverage and also bring forward a lot of the gifts that they, they have that can benefit not only themselves, but everyone around us. So I'll be posting some resources and some show notes in the show notes section of this podcast if you're interested in picking up the Highly Sensitive Person book as well as some other resources. I, re- I recently came across a Psychology Today article that I'll review in this podcast today that talked a lot about some of the attributes of a highly sensitive person. So throughout the show today, I'll be going through those different attributes and talking about some ways that you can self-identify yourself as a highly sensitive person. And lastly, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I would appreciate it if you're enjoying what you hear. Give it a follow. Give it a rate give me a comment. Let me know if there's any topics that you'd be interested in listening to. What do you like? If you could change anything, what would you change? Um, I want to make this podcast open and available to as many people as possible. So if you have specific interest or topics in mind, let me know. I would appreciate it if in those comments and ratings, if you wanted to also talk about things that, reactions that you're having, or if you're a highly sensitive person, let me know, reach out to me. I love to to talk to more people and broaden really the community and bring more awareness to this really, really important topic. So welcome to the show. So welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining in to In The Lead today. And I'm really excited about this topic, about the highly sensitive person. I've been talking... To some close friends and my coach about wanting to actually talk about this topic quite some time. So when I saw an article come out a few weeks back around the highly sensitive person posted in Psychology Today, I thought, yep, I got to talk about this. So I wanted to go through some of the points that they highlight in this article. And I'm curious if any of it resonates with you. And this was all around, and again, I'll post this link to this article in the show notes that you can follow along and read, read up a little bit more on your own, but it was giving you signs for you to help self-identify if you're a highly sensitive person or not. So I'm curious as I read through some of these, if any of this resonates with you. So the, uh, the article's name is 14 signs that you're a highly sensitive person. So the first one that they cover is you're extremely empathetic. So a lot of highly sensitive people have this deep sense of empathy and, How this differentiates from everyday people is I think we all have, you know, this sense of empathy, but for a highly sensitive person, it definitely is like another level. So they have a keen ability to sense others' feelings, needs, and insecurities. So it's like you almost kind of know things and you can almost sense what other people are feeling and what they're thinking without really having a lot of context. You're just kind of able to absorb that information. I just find that it, you know, highly sensitive people just are really tuned in to the feelings and emotions of others, and highly sensitive people can really pick up on that. So I think we all, no matter whether we're highly sensitive or not, have that ability, but for highly sensitive people, it's like magnified times a thousand, and you can't really escape it. Now, the second attribute they call out in this article is around reflection. And this is personally something that really resonated with me because I have always been, as far back as I can remember, is I've always had this propensity to reflect and just notice a lot of really detailed and small nuances about either my feelings or the feelings of others. And in this article, they say you're able to pick up on those nuances and you're skilled at making connections and integrating complex information. So if you're one of those like Super hyper connector people, which I am as well, and you find yourself reflecting a lot and just really noticing lots of little details and nuances within people's emotions or within the environment around you, chances are you're probably a highly sensitive person. Now, the third one is something that I don't know for me doesn't fully resonate, but I could see why this would be an an important attribute of a highly sensitive person, but you hear don't take things personally a lot. Now, I know I've definitely heard that in my life where people will say, oh, you know, you're thinking about that too much or you're overthinking or you're taking that the wrong way. But highly sensitive people tend to react more strongly to situations. So you may sometimes wonder, why are you so deeply affected by the world around you? while others seemingly don't, <laughs> don't have as much effect. So there might I mean, definitely this part resonated with me where it says you may feel like there's something wrong with you for being so sensitive. Because a lot of times in our society, people who are around maybe more sensitive people, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to deal with it and they don't know how to make the person feel better. So a lot of times we'll dismiss people and say, you know, like don't they take things so personally. But it is really a gift and it's really a strength. And if we Don't figure out ways as highly sensitive people to control that and to make sure that we're processing in a way that really aligns and fits kind of what we need. I can, you know, understand why people might be saying that because it can be uncomfortable, but how, how can we as highly sensitive people really start to figure out ways to take care of ourselves so that we don't feel constantly bombarded by all of the information, sensory stimuli around us. So that we can start using the powers and the gift within kind of noticing all of that, those nuances and use it in an effective way. And so that people don't necessarily feel like, oh, you know, you just take things personally all the time. The fourth one definitely resonates with me because it says you freeze under pressure. And I've definitely, I've noticed this about myself in the past, but working under a deadline makes you really anxious. And s- speaking up in a meeting might be terrifying. Having a giant to-do list is overwhelming to you. That's why, you know, it says in the article, it's essential to find ways to manage your time so you don't become overstimulated. And I feel like in some ways, I don't know, I kind of do it to myself because I can tend to be a bit of a procrastinator. And actually, I, I think I thrive a lot of times under pressure, but I've noticed that if I give myself too much, you know, pressure or the deadline is too strict, it can make me freeze. And even just even in situations like when something happens, like let's say there's something happening around you and you need to react quickly. I've noticed that in my life I tend to freeze and I I, it takes me a few moments to kind of get my kind of ground underneath me and make sure everything is in sync before I can act. Where I've noticed there are some people who just act. And I've always been actually kind of amazed at that because it takes a lot of courage and a lot of um, strength to be able just to act in that way. But as a highly sensitive person, and you need to process all of that stimuli that's happening around you, when something happens in the moment, it might take you a little bit of time. So do you freeze under pressure? The fifth one absolutely resonates with me, and it's you're at home inside your head a lot. So do you have a really vibrant inner life? Are you noticing that you are reflecting a lot and you're kind of going internally and kind of really discovering and exploring a lot more than maybe some other people. This means you are an incredible original creative thinker who is very, very self-aware. And on the flip side, it's uncommon for you to overthink and overanalyze. It's not uncommon, I mean, to overthink and overanalyze day-to-day things. So You can get really caught up in those nuances and you can really, you can get carried away. And that I've noticed that for myself is that when I'm doing a lot of self-reflection and I'm doing a lot of my own self-development and personal work, I can get really kind of caught up in it and it can veer off. In this article, it says veer off into self-consciousness and self-criticism. And that's something that I've actually noticed about myself a lot is I have this one side of me that is extremely creative and very innovative and very intuitive and it it gets all kind of information and i have this other side that almost kind of needs to balance that out where it almost self-criticizes so it's like this inner critic comes up and it's like you need to not do that you're you're not good at that i have a really strong judgmental kind of inner critic so i noticed that the more creative i get especially like even being transparent with this podcast when I start getting into making the podcast, that inner critic really starts to grow and makes it so that I feel very self-conscious or it makes me want to feel like I want to criticize myself because I think, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like it's trying to protect me in that way, but how can we kind of regulate that a little bit more so we're not kind of going from one extreme to the other, but finding a nice, happy balance and figuring out ways that we can utilize all of that reflection that we do and that self-awareness that we have, but not to a point that it kind of gives a lot of fuel to that kind of inner critic or that self-conscious part of yourself that can take root and hold us back from doing things that are really important to us. Now, the sixth one is all about having a tough time with negative feedback. Now, I might need to even think about this a little bit more because my first initial reaction is I don't really have a hard time with that. Um, I feel like I've tried really hard to get to a place where I can, you know, accept negative feedback. But in the article, it talks about highly sensitive people react more strongly to criticism than non-highly sensitive people. Therefore, they may go out of their way to avoid being criticized, such as working extra hard, which then leads to burnout. You know, I, I don't necessarily feel like that Completely resonates with me 100%. I mean, I do feel like I, I just mentioned I have a really hyper critical side of myself. Um, but, you know, I don't know, it's something I need, I need to think about a little bit. But, you know, negative feedback, I can understand how that might trigger things, especially if you're doing a lot of self reflection. You have a really active inner kind of inner world and you get really detailed and in the nuances and that, and you have a strong inner critic. I could see, you know, how maybe some negative be- feedback might impact that in a negative way. Now, number seven, also, I don't know. I might have to think about that. I I resonate with some of it, but it says you're deliberate in the way that you make decisions. So it says highly sensitive people often struggle to make decisions. They fear choosing the wrong option, even if the stakes are low, because highly sensitive people are so conscientious about how their decisions impact others or how they may be perceived. Now, for me, I I don't know if that fully resonates with me. I do think that I am a lot more conscientious about my decisions. I don't know if it has to do with how it's going to impact others or how I'm going to be perceived, but I just really like to kind of think through. I think I really just enjoy the process of really kind of taking a thought in and just kind of really digging deep with it and just kind of exploring it. And what's funny is actually with this podcast, I mean, I've been talking about or I've been thinking about doing this for a couple of years, and that's just my process of how I make decisions, is I kind of keep it to myself, and I just really explore it and just kind of research and kind of think, is this really what I want to do? Not necessarily based on how I'm going to be perceived, maybe to some degree how that, what kind of impact I might make, but I don't know if it's a right or wrong for me. It's just more of, does this feel aligned? to what I want to do and the impact that I want to make in the world. Now, number eight, in some ways, again, I will say resonates with me in some ways, doesn't says you're on top of the details. So highly sensitive people are extremely perceptive. They pick up on the specifics of situations and they notice tiny, the tiniest of changes. This detail orientation is a positive trait in many scenarios. You're highly Attuned to others' likes, dislikes, and preferences. And that perceptiveness can win you friends and allies right off the bat. On the flip side, meticulousness can turn into perfectionism if you don't manage it carefully. So for me, I do believe that that first part is true, where I pick up on specific situations and I notice very small changes. I can be detailed in that way. I would not say, though, that I'm a meticulous perfectionist. I don't necessarily feel like I have a strong, pull towards that um i'm pretty okay with like done being better than perfect um so i don't feel like i have this like super big drive to be perfect but i do feel like i want to be proud of something that i do for instance like this podcast right like i want to be proud of putting out something that's going to impact people but do i feel like it needs to be perfect not really so i think part of this kind of rings true for me but I'm curious, how does it ring true for you? Are you on top of the details? Are you a super big perfectionist? Um, Are you able to get to the point done is better than perfect? Or do you feel like the strong need to be liked and to be perfect and to really be fixated on that? So it's an interesting thing to explore. So number nine, I'm I think it's an interesting one. It says, you exude kindness. So you're often complimented on your politeness, your courtesy, and clear understanding of what's right and what's wrong. You're probably the champion of integrity and upholding your word at the office. While these two traits are important, highly sensitive people can easily be um, peeved by difficult co-workers who don't share the same traits or values. Now, this definitely resonates with me. I mean, I, I mean, I like to think that I'm a pretty kind person, and I try to be polite and courteous. Um, but definitely, I've noticed that there's definitely a right and wrong aspect for me there, and I find it difficult um, when coworkers don't share the same traits or values. It's something I've definitely had to work on and explore a lot in my own personal journey, um, coming to a place where seeing people for the strengths that they bring, and that not everybody is like me, and I'm not like everybody else. And that's okay. And it's less about right or wrong, but I feel like it's more of like accepting, you know, people and myself for who we are and not trying to be so divisive, but seeing and having more compassion, I would say towards myself and others. And as far as like what our strengths are and, you know, how we show up, especially in the workplace. So I'm curious with you, does number nine resonate? You know, do you get complimented a lot on your courteousness and Your clear understanding of maybe what's right and wrong. Are you often told that you have a high amount of integrity? So I'd be curious to know like if that one resonates with you. That one definitely resonated with me in many different ways. Number 10 is you're a problem solver. So your commitment and dedication are qualities that make highly sensitive people great team members. They're always attentive to the environment. HSPs are able to sense conflict, mitigate problems, flag new opportunities. I would definitely say for me that this one also resonates with me because I feel like I have a pretty good sense of you know how to identify conflicts and think of different and creative ways to help mitigate it. Now definitely I'm not perfect, and this is something that I've been trying to, you know, hone those abilities around, but you know when i when i hear problem solver i i don't know if maybe it's the title of this attribute but i don't feel like necessarily i'm a problem solver i go back to some of the first attributes where it's talking about just identifying those new nuances and having a deep sense of empathy and having this desire to want to bring people and things together and help it make sense help help bring all of those things together so that people can understand it and so that people can work better together. But are you a problem solver in the sense of being really attentive to the environment and you can sense kind of conflicts and you have this, you know, idea in your head of how to mitigate those problems, even when maybe everyone else around you doesn't see a way out. So number 11 is a big one. And I think we've kind of hit on it a few times in some of the other attributes, but you notice what other people miss. So, for me, I take that as I again am noticing the nuances. So, I can normally tell when someone's having a bad day or if someone's upset or if somebody's really happy. I can normally sense that energy. And it's actually, it's kind of funny, actually. One of the first things I usually say to my therapist when we walk in is, you know, besides, hello, how are you? And depending on how she responds, I'll normally go, okay, so how are you really feeling? Or what's behind that? Because I can just sense that even if someone says, no, I'm doing good, or i'm I'm okay, I'm like there's something else going on, and let's talk about it i i don't I don't feel threatened or I don't feel uncomfortable, kind of having that conversation if you're having a bad day, let's talk about it. So have you ever left a meeting and remar- remarked about your boss's um incessant pen tapping only for your coworkers to say, "Oh, I didn't notice that so highly sensitive people are attuned to and process noise chaos and other external stimuli profoundly. So what may be a major annoyance to you could pretty much go unnoticed by other people who might not be highly sensitive. And what's interesting also about this is I was, when I was reading this, I was reflecting on a situation many years ago, I would say about 10 to 15 years ago, um, when I was sitting in an office workplace and it was kind of one of those open offices. So no one really had cubicles or, uh, Offices, it was kind of open, but we had little dividing kind of partitions in between us. So there was some division, but not a ton. So you could basically hear everything that was going on in the different pods around you. And this man, the sweetest, nicest man, such a kind person, would bring an apple to work every day and would eat it for lunch. And I remember like the noise of that crunching would drive me. Insane, like literally, it would drive me insane. And it's funny because I used to play a game with myself, and I'm telling myself, I'm like, he's doing this like on purpose, right? Like he's eating this thing as slowly as possible just to torture me, right? Because of course, why wouldn't I think that, right? Like everyone's out to torture me, right? So I remember thinking about this, and I had had a chat with a, a coworker of mine who sat on the other side of the partition. And I said, "Man, you know, Bill eats this apple like." so slowly and is so loud and it drives me insane. She said, oh, Bill eats an apple? I'm like, yes, he does like every day for lunch. And it's like, and it's like this really like hard apple that every time he bites into it, it makes this really loud noise and it just drives me insane. And I just, oh my God, I feel like I don't know what to do. And what's funny is she would just kind of laugh and, you know, she would kind of tease me a little bit, but she didn't even notice nobody else noticed that this man was doing this and I was sitting there I mean it would literally I would dread 12 o'clock every day because like clockwork he would get his lunch open up that bag and I was like he's bringing an apple out today isn't he and sure enough there came the apple and he I just I remember just thinking oh my gosh like I can't like it was almost like it was this noise in my ear that I couldn't get rid of and it was so annoying to me and I just Again, nicest man in the world, very kind, I mean, great worker, no issue with him, except that he'd eat this apple. So are you one of those people who kind of notices kind of small details or things going on in the environment? And most people, this goes right over their head. They don't even pay attention. They don't notice. So do you notice all those small little details? Now, this next one, um, number 12, you know, I've heard about it. In you know, other things that I've read in highly sensitive people literature, but I don't know if it fully resonates with me, but it says you go through tissues like it's your job. So it says HSPs become overwhelmed more quickly than others. And then often manifests manifests itself in tears. It's important to realize that while you may be able to manage your emotions more effectively, they are nothing to be ashamed of. Um, So I, yeah, as I'm thinking about that one, I know that at least for me personally, like I said, in the beginning, like I'm not a big crier. I'm not a big, like overly emotional person. I'm, I I like to think that I'm normally pretty even keel. And even if I do kind of get swept away in, you know, um, an emotion or a feeling or a situation, I don't think crying is necessarily someplace that I go to, but I know that like when I get really frustrated, I tend to cry or I get really just upset about something, not necessarily like a sad upset, but just really kind of frustrated and angry and frustrated, I can definitely feel like I want to cry. And I definitely know that I've had kind of feelings of, in the past of, you know, crying almost is too vulnerable or it's a sign of weakness. So I think what this one's trying to say is like, it's okay to embrace kind of those feelings. You can be overwhelmed by emotion. And I think part of the processing is really just kind of getting in touch with that and making sure you are okay and not feel ashamed if you do feel like you want to cry. Number 13 was interesting. And I think I've kind of noticed this more, especially now that we've gone through the pandemic, but it says you enjoy working from home. So highly sensitive people often prefer work environments where they can control their external stimuli, such as how well lit, how quiet, how uncluttered their workspaces, making them partial to working from home, as opposed to an office with an open layout. I can definitely say this is me 100% because I've always felt like the office was this super overstimulating environment where there's all these really bright lights, there's a lot of chatter, especially like I mentioned many years ago, my workplace went to kind of this open environment. So there aren't a lot of walls, there aren't a lot of partitions, and you kind of sit out in the open and people, you know, feel, I mean, it's great for collaboration, but definitely people feel like, oh, that's an open door for me just to start talking to you. And especially if you're a highly sensitive person, you'll probably, you know, resonate with this as well is that I tend to be that person that people like to come to with, you know, issues or if they're having a bad day or, so I just felt like it was this constant like flow of people and things. And I could never figure out a way to regulate myself. So I noticed that, the bright lights, all of the noise. Um, Almost when I go into the office and I leave for the day, I can actually notice that my ears will be ringing. And I find it interesting because it's not like the noise level was so high, like if you're at a concert, but I would notice that I would have like these, I would just feel like my system, my internal system was just kind of like activated and it was really like sensitive, like it had been overstimulated and it takes some time. And there were times I would remember coming home from work and I would have to go lay down for, you know, 15, 20 minutes just to kind of like recenter myself and kind of calm the nervous system because it almost felt like my insides were like on fire and they were just like almost like short circuiting. And it's very interesting because I didn't really pay. I mean, I always noticed it, but it didn't really become clear to me until we went through the pandemic and we were all forced to kind of work from home, that I noticed like, hey, I feel a lot different. I don't feel as like drained every day when I come home from the office. And after I'm done working and I leave my office, I don't feel as drained because I do have ways to control the environment around me so that I don't feel as overstimulated. So I'd be curious if, you know, if you feel like you enjoy working from home more and if Going into an office or a workplace makes you feel overstimulated just because of all the noise and the stimuli that you really can't control. You know, we'll talk about in a future episode, How? Are, what are some things that you can do if you do have to go into an office or a workplace? What are some things that you can do to kind of help regulate your system? Now, number 14 definitely resonates with me. It says, you seek meaning and purpose. So it says, HSPs are driven by intrinsic factors, such as finding enjoyment in their work rather than external ones, such as money or prestige. You are the type of person who looks for work that feels like a calling rather than just taking a job just for a paycheck. Now, this absolutely resonates with me. And I feel like most of my life I've been trying to seek what is that purpose or what is that calling that I have? And I feel like I'm getting closer to it as I get older and I've explored, you know, different paths. but Are you somebody who feels like you want to have purpose and you want to have meaning in your life? Now, again, I think most people to some degree have this. I don't think a lot of us are out there just for the money or the prestige, but I think with HSPs, like, we definitely take it to another level. Like, it's something that really, really drives us. So you see a lot of people in purpose-driven work, whether it's, you know, they're a therapist or they're a social worker or they're a doctor. Maybe they seek it out because they really want to make a difference. And it's more of that intrinsic factor, that deep sense of knowing that you have some greater purpose or some meaning in this life. And you're maybe just trying to find it. If you're a highly sensitive person like me who has really been struggling to find that most of their life because most of their life they thought that there was something wrong with them or they thought how they were just wasn't normal or Maybe you're even just desire to want to have meaning or purpose. There's something wrong with you because of that. Like if you're going through that, I would encourage you just to really explore and get curious with yourself and you're different and that's okay. And there's 20% of the population out there who feel the exact same way. Now, I know it's easier said than done, but I feel like part of the process of kind of becoming aware of your abilities as an HSP, just by starting by accepting who we are. Like we are experiencing the world differently, but I look at it in a positive way, even though there are a lot of things that I have to do to take care of myself. Otherwise I I I definitely can suffer a lot. But how do we really use the beauty and the gifts that we've been given in a powerful way so that we can be really effective in that calling or purpose that we so desire you know, maybe others may not be as open to sharing it, but maybe as a highly sensitive person, you feel more comfortable doing that because you have a really deep inner knowing because you do so much reflection and you notice all the nuances and you do a lot of thinking about what matters to you and what do you want to do to make an impact in the world. So I always say that HSPs are like the canary in the coal mine. And this is particularly true, especially in organizations. I've noticed that people who are highly sensitive tend to pick up on things that might be kind of brewing beneath the surface. So it may not be apparent or visible to everybody yet, but they have this ability to be able to sense like what's really kind of stirring beneath the surface and, or maybe what's coming down the road. And maybe you can't see it yet if you're an executive or a manager, but Ways that you can empower your HSPs is by giving them a voice. They may not be the ones who are the loudest, the most vocal, the one who's constantly in your face. They may be the one who's a little bit more quiet. But I think the challenge for managers and executives and organizations is how do you identify those highly sensitive people and then help enable them to give them a voice so that they feel safe and they feel seen and they feel heard. And on the flip side, you as an executive, you're getting a lot of really great data that they might be perceiving or sensing like within the culture, within the business, they might have some really great ideas, but unless you really give them that safe space to um, explore and really have their voice heard, you may not be getting all of the value that you can by having someone who's highly sensitive in the organization. Another thing you can do as an executive or a manager of someone who's highly sensitive is be mindful of the time that they need to process. So for instance, this question gets asked a lot in my corporate job where a leader or an executive will come in and say, we need to solve this problem and let's brainstorm. For highly sensitive people, we need the space to really process information. We aren't the ones who are going to be good at thinking on our feet or having an idea just pop out of nowhere. We need the time to really process things really deeply, but I promise you it will be really impactful because when highly sensitive people have the time and the space to really process things, the the ideas and the creativity that can be generated is profound. So if you notice as an executive you have highly sensitive people on your team be mindful of what kind of unneeded pressure are you putting on people are you allowing people time to really process and to really think and then most importantly are you creating a safe enough space where people who are highly sensitive feel safe enough to bring their whole selves to the environment one of the things that makes me smile is when we hear you know HR create new policies around you know we all need to be creating safe spaces. We need to bring our whole selves. Well, we can't really do that until we acknowledge and we accept people for who they are and create spaces that are truly safe, where people don't feel judged or like they're abnormal in some way, or they don't have value because they don't fit into the mold of whatever you perceive to be success or um, ability because they may need things a little bit differently. And again, that is okay. But I think as an executive or a manager of an organization, you are missing a huge, huge opportunity if you are not identifying, really cultivating those highly sensitive people in your organization. So I would challenge you. Do you feel like you have highly sensitive people that you work with? How can you make sure that they are feeling heard and seen and safe so that they can bring all of the beautiful qualities that they have to the to the workplace and provide it immense value That's all I got for today. I wanted to just start this conversation around the highly sensitive person and talk to leaders, executives, and managers in organizations to bring some awareness to what it means to be a highly sensitive person and also challenge you to really look for ways that you can make everyone feel like they're included and like they're supported and empowered. Because Again, the highly sensitive person is that canary in the coal mine that can tell you, hey, I sense something's happening. We should go take a deeper look. Or, hey, I think we should go in this direction because I can see how all the nuances connect and bring that value. You want people to bring that value to the organization. So, you know, understanding also that if you're a highly sensitive person, there's shadow sides to that. Um, those traits as well. So just make sure you really take care of yourself. And I'll be talking about in my next episode about some of the gifts um, that HSPs can bring to communities and organizations and more ways for how, if you are an an executive or um, a manager in an organization, how can you really support and empower HSPs so that they can feel like they can bring their whole selves. I had a blast on the show today. I hope you did too. Stay tuned for next week. Talk to you guys later.